what I'll actually usually do is I'll grab like a post-it note or a napkin and be like, okay, like for the next six weeks before a race, be like, okay, generally here's kind of the mileage I want to hit. And I'll give myself a range. So I won't say like I'm doing 22 this weekend. I'll say I'm doing 18 to 22 and I'll leave myself that gap. If I'm feeling okay, then I'll do it. But if it's hot, I'm not feeling good, then like, okay, I'll just hit the bottom of it and be done. If you're an avid runner and looking for help to understand the science, simplify the complicated and remove hurdles so that your next run is not only fun and fulfilling, but also fuels you with passion and purpose, then you're in the right place. Runner Click presents The Passionate Runner with your host, me, Whitney Hines. Hi, and welcome to episode 43 of Runner Click, the Passionate Runner podcast. I am your host, Whitney Hines. I'm a lifelong runner, a certified running coach, and founder of TheMotherRunners.com, a resource for moms who run. And today, we are going a bit down memory lane for me. We are hearing from Mike Kiss, who is actually someone I went to high school with. Mike and his wife, Kristen, actually both went to high school with me and were in my circle of friends. And they have some amazing couples goals related to running 50 halves in 100 hours. And now Mike is in pursuit of running marathons in all 50 states by the time he turns 50. So we reconnected through running after graduating in the year 2000. I'm dating myself here. And I just was fascinated by these unique goals and how they came about. And so we learn about the history of them, how they actually made it happen, what challenges they encountered, especially as they became parents and started to have competing priorities, especially on the weekends, and tips for all of you who may be thinking about chasing big goals. Some more about Mike and Kristen. Before kids, Kristen and Mike toured the country and ran a half marathon in all 50 states and D.C. and Puerto Rico, just in case. Fast forward, now they have two little ones who are now joining them to visit all 50 states again as Mike runs a full marathon in each state. And then Kristen finds races and even the kids join in for a mile or a 5K here and there. We're going to get to our interview with Mike after this short message from our sponsor, Runner Club. If you are an avid runner and looking for help to understand the science, simplify the complicated, and remove hurdles so that your next run is not only fun and fulfilling, but also fuels you with passion and purpose, then you are in the right place. RunnerClick presents The Passionate Runner with your host, Whitney Hines. All right, Mike, it's great to have you on the show. I'm trying to think of when the last time was that I actually saw you in real life. We were probably 18. Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, we actually, I don't want to date us, but we actually graduated 23 years ago tomorrow. So it's got to be in that range. Well, tomorrow's my birthday. So I remember I graduated on my birthday. Ah, well that, okay. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. No new age group this year for me though. So No, because you're a master's runner now, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How'd you feel about that once you crossed into the master's threshold? Well, to go on sort of a tangent. So this, this literally when I hit 40. This is all about tangents. 
<laughs> when I hit 40, and I kid you not, two weeks after I hit 40, it was the first real injury I'd had in 10 years of, or so of running. And uh, when I went to see a physical therapist, and actually I spoke to you as well about kind of what I was being told. And the first thing he told me was, based on my advanced age, he was surprised I hadn't uh, run into more substantial injuries previously. So it's humbling as you get a little bit older for the the fact that you know, it is important to to stretch before and after and just pay attention to things that matter, you know, like two drinks at night is probably not as good of an, an idea as easy to, to sneak through as it may have been, you know, five, 10 years ago. So it's just, it's a little bit different on that regard. Yeah. You put that perfectly. Like I always say, you just have to be smarter. It's not that we can't yeah. go after big goals, which we're going to get into yours here in a minute, but it's just that, yeah, you have to pay attention to all the little things now. Like before I go to bed, I really try to force myself to just even if I'm exhausted or the kids are asking me for a thousand things, which they typically do at bedtime, I'm like, okay, just take two minutes to do like a quick stretch and all your little PT exercises and just like get ready for the run in the morning. And I just really think those little things help a lot now that we're. Oh, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And when I was going through kind of that injury, so it, 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 the backstory is I was playing soccer with my daughter and I threw my leg out to trap a ball and you know, I hadn't stretched and I was just running around with her and her friends and I felt something and it didn't feel right, but I was like, okay, it's fine. What I didn't know until much later because I could run because running motion this way didn't hurt, right. but I couldn't bend over to tie my shoes. And what I learned later is that I actually tore my hip flexor. Wow. Yeah. So when you talk about those small things, basically I was doing physical therapy 40 minutes twice a day. So, you know, an hour and a half twice a day for six weeks. And it is very hard to go from just kind of a few miles and enjoying being outside in the summer to an hour and a half of physical therapy a day. But also looking at, at the longer scheme, it was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to get better. But now also I'm back to where I used to be with Kristen of, being religious about stretching. So it doesn't matter if it's a nice three mile jog, you know, during lunch, or if it's 15 or 20 miles in the weekend, like I devote a minimum five minutes to stretch and to actually meaningfully stretch after where I got into the routine. It wasn't that I tore my hip flexor because I made a bad like decision and threw a leg out. It was the fact that I was not stretching. I did a marathon, <laughs> marathon in Wisconsin and turned to my friend Matt and said, you know, I think if we leave right now, we could actually catch the second half of Kayla's soccer game. So we were in the car seven minutes after the race ended. That's not a smart idea. It's just not. And we didn't even make it because we ended up stopping for lunch because we were hungry. But that's, you know, <laughs> but those types of decisions, like you have to do that stuff. You have to prep your body before and after. And I just was glossing over that and paid for it. So. Oh, 100%. And it really doesn't take long. It's like, I don't right. know, you have to, it's kind of the same as when you're talking yourself into, you know, actually getting out the door to do the run or finish that, that mile where you're just like, oh, I could just go home tired, <laughs> you know, and it's just yeah. like, no, just, just take the five, 10 minutes. It's going to make a big difference, especially like cumulatively, like you may be able mm -hmm. to get away with it every once in a while, but then you get into bad habits and then it adds up and you end up with, you know, torn hamstring, torn yeah. hip flexor, torn plantar fascia. 
Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yeah, my injuries happened just as I was turning 40 as well, which I just hated because I hated yes. all the comments people made. <laughs> I was yeah. not, I would I not have taken it. Shut your the, mouth. The advanced age, I was kind of like, really, like, you know, I've always said like age is a number, right? And I've, you know, we, I, I don't know if it runs into you as much, but I've, I've been in races before and had, you know, somebody that's 10 or somebody that's 80 fly by me and I'm like, wow, that's just great. Like, I love that, right? And now I have so much more respect for what they have to do to maintain that at that age, because, you know, if you ever run with your kids, like they don't get sore, they don't get tired, they're fine. Give them five minutes in the water and they're good to go. And it's like, okay, Dad, why are you sitting there stretching? You know, we only went around the block. I'm like, well, I need to now. So it's a different world for sure. It is a different world. Although I'll say on the flip side, kids tire out so much quicker. It's like they run 100 yards and they're like, I have a side stitch. My calves are tired. I'm like, really? And I have to fight with myself to be like, toughen up, kid. Come on. That was the last, the last race that we did was actually in North Dakota. And we went out and the kids did the 5K. So I ran with Colin, my five-year-old. And Kate, Kristen ran with Kayla, our eight-year-old, in the 5K. And it was great. We had fun. But the next day, I ran the marathon in the morning, and Kristen had the kids, which arguably is a much harder job than running for a yeah, couple hours. Yeah, 100%. But then Colin that day, like, so so after we went to the zoo, and he's like, oh, my legs are so tired. Can you carry me? I'm like, fine. You're five. You're good. You're graduating kindergarten. He's like, <laughs> it was a long race for me yesterday. I'm like, okay. So, like, you know, three hours removed from a marathon, I'm carrying Colin around the zoo. <laughs> but, eh, you know, that's the joys of being a parent, too, so. Yeah, I feel like you need to. I have mother runners. I think you need to start your own blog called Father Runners that kind of <laughs> collects all these stories. Uh, well, I mean that's that's the thing, though. I mean, so so I think you know when you talk about that, I think the, the supportive spouse is is incredibly important, and not just having somebody that is saying, "Okay, go do your workout, go do what you need to do," you know, to make sure that you're prepared for whatever race it is, but to have somebody that actually gets it is rare and so i'm extremely lucky because kristen does get it and she knows that for me to feel prepared for a race it's going to differ and it might be a you know this weekend the weather looks decent i was going to do 12 i think i'm going to do 18. can you watch the kids you know or can you get the kids to this or she gets it and there's not this back and forth of like resentment Mm-hmm. And it goes both ways. And, and it, but even in a race, like she, North Dakota got a little warm and she saw me out there and she knew it was going to be a longer day. And there's something about having somebody kind of in your corner that gets it. And it's like, okay, like, like telling you the things you actually need to hear. And it's really nice. But I think it would be extremely hard to do if you didn't have a supportive spouse on the other side. And I'm, I'm sure you can relate to that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely tricky. Like I might want to have you guys on just to talk about like how you make it work. Because yeah, I mean, Jake, he does ultras, but his way of training is like, oh, I think I might run an ultra with my friends out in Utah next month. (laughs) And like the longest run he'll do is 14 miles for 100k or something. So he and I are very, very different. He understands how I'm wired, but I am very regimented. But I think sometimes, you know, we all recognize that it would be easier if I wasn't so like goal oriented and so regimented. I try to be flexible, but I'm just not really great at it. 
So I've taken like more of a, a kind of a changed approach because I can get so wrapped up in like hitting specific workouts, hitting specific miles that I don't do it as much as I used to. So what, what I'll actually usually do is I'll grab like a post-it note or a napkin and be like, okay, like for the next six weeks before a race, be like, okay, generally here's kind of the mileage I want to hit. And I'll give myself a range. So I won't say like I'm doing 22 this weekend. I'll say I'm doing 18 to 22 and I'll leave myself that gap. If I'm feeling okay, then I'll do it. But if it's hot, if I'm not feeling good, then I'm like, okay, I'll just hit the bottom of it and be done. So, you know, I provide a little bit of flexibility because I can get so rigid in that training. The one place I don't, I don't really give though is the speed work. And it kind of depends how motivated I am for a race. If I actually do the speed work, I kind of just tend to roll from race to race and do it when I feel like it. And once I'm out there, I never feel like it. But if I actually, I will stick to a very specific prescribed kind of training plan for speed work, but mileage wise, let it vary. It just gives me a little bit of freedom because if I'm so prescribed, I don't enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, this is all about having fun and enjoying enjoying running. You know, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to become work. If it becomes work, I don't, I'm not going to want to do it. So I'm just looking for the adventure on that side of it. Yeah. Well, that's going to serve you well just for the longevity in sport. Cause I just think running by feel and what your, your body dictates for the day is the key to success. Most of the trouble that I've gotten into is because I can be so rigid that even if like something is really hurting or it's just a bad day, I'm still forcing the miles or, you know, I don't want to take a day off. And I, I don't know. It's like, I know it works against me, but it's still such a bad habit and it's such a hard habit to break. So, but there's also that like mental accomplishment too, though, of like, okay, I did get through this really hard workout or I did push through that. And I get it. It's in a sense, it's like, okay, in race day, you push through whatever it is and you deal with it. But you kind of have to learn that. And if you haven't gone through some of those in, in longer, harder runs, in my head, it's hard to to figure that out and do it on race day. So yeah, know, I think I, it's I knowing it. like what, where the line is, which I have finally learned, but it still sometimes gets a little blurry, but you know, I had, had a little knee issue last week and, you know, went out for a run and I was like, nope, I know that if I push this, I'm just going to end up being injured for months. And so I took yeah. a week off and moved on and that was like and it got better and that was a huge step for me and just not think about like the training that I'm missing and you know the fact that I'm gonna have to gradually rebuild because I also think there are always silver linings in those little setbacks too that we may not see that you know maybe something else was brewing or maybe you needed that extra time or energy to deal with other stuff in your life but that's just kind of how I like to view things sometimes no I mean I, I totally agree and I even think you know looking back on, on being injured last year I, I think there is kind of a blessing to that happening because it did force me to kind of peel things back a little bit and say like I used to be really good about stre- dynamic stretching before and stretching after so when Kristen and I ran a lot together before kids it was if we had an hour to run, we would only run for 40 minutes. We would stretch for five to 10 before and five to 10 after every time. And so we put on a lot of miles before the kids, but we never had that mindset of now it's like, you know, for a period of time, it's like, if I had an hour, I could run for 59 minutes. Like that was Mm -hmm. the plan. And then try to throw on a shirt in that last minute. That was it. Getting back to, you know, okay, if I've got an hour, let's call it 45 minutes, I'm going to stretch for a couple before and I'm going to stretch for a little bit longer after. Like that's 
it's just important uh, oh, for us. Oh, it's so good. And it's great that you guys would hold each other accountable too. I think that's probably yeah. one reason why the habit lasted as long as it did. Yeah, it, it, and, and it's nice. And I guess if one good thing came out of COVID, we run together a lot at launch. And it's not like we're going out for 20-mile runs at lunch, but three, four, five miles. You know, it's a great break in the day. And then just we'll typically eat at our desks. And it's like, you know what? If I had to pick, I would much rather go for a, a run with Kristen during the day and just enjoy that kind of time together and eat while I'm, you know, plugging away at a spreadsheet or something like, yeah, you know, they tell you not to eat while you're not to work while you're eating, but I kind of feel like I got that break and that's what I needed. And, you know, I run without a phone. I understand the risk and all of that, but I also want to be completely detached. And so Mm -hmm. like, you know, the watches and all the smart stuff that's all plugged in, I just can't like, just give me a basic GPS watch with nothing else and <laughs> let me just go. And usually like, you know, if I'm going to go for like a longer run, I'll, I'll make sure and Kristen are the same, like which route are you going to run? And we know where we know where we're going. So in the occasion that there's bad weather sneaks up or somebody's not back, like we'll go check on each other, but it's just being away. And that's so important for me is just to be able to detach. Oh, that's so smart. And that's so great that you know to do that. Um, yeah. I used to work, well, now I'm my own boss, but I used to have a boss and like bunch of clients and I would be running and answering their like phone calls and their emails and stuff. And my coach was like, Whitney, you just need to stop. Like you just yeah. need to let go. And I was like, you're right. This is not the the freedom and the escape that I need it to be. It's not as rejuvenating as it could be. Okay. So I want to dive into your goals because yeah. I, I wanted to chat with you because I just think they're so they're so unique. I've never heard anybody um, go after your well your initial goal. This one that you're chasing right now is more it's uh, it's audacious. It's <laughs> I've seen it, but I've also never met anybody who achieved such big expansive goals. So let's start with the half marathon sure. goal that you and Kristen worked towards and uh, how that came about. Yeah. Oh, first of all, it's kind of funny that you say this is a big audacious goal. And I see, see the times and how hard you're pushing and, you know, putting out there physically to say like, I'm going to try for an Olympic qualifying time. So when you say something like that, I, I immediately go to, for us, it was, it was quantity over quality to, to some degree. Um, you know, it's not that we weren't pushing ourselves, but we did, we did our very first marathon um, before we ever did a half marathon. Uh, so I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. I know you asked for, for the half, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But Kristen came home from work. We just got married. We met in high school, and she, which you know, and she came home and she's like, "I want to run a marathon." And I looked at her and I was like, "We did one five k in college, like, <laughs> and it did not go well. Like, what? What do you? Mar- Twenty six miles? Like, that's nuts. Like, no." And she's like, well, she's like, I really want to do one. And, you know, it's kind of this bucket list item. And it was like, she's like, it's going to be a lot of time on the weekend. It'd be a good time to spend it with each other. I'm going to do it anyway. I really want you to do it. I'm like, okay. So I thought about it. I'm like, well, listen, I'm going to be there most of the way anyway. I'm going to be there on race day anyway. Like, it's going to be a huge regret if I don't do this. And she's going to knock this bucket list item off and be one and done, right? So trained for it with her and it did not go well. So we had so many lessons to learn. We went on like a 16 mile run, our longest run at that point with eight ounces of water for both of us to share. Oh no! And we had water left when we got home. 
So yeah. like we had no idea what we were doing in this whole training spectrum. To put it in perspective, this isn't a story of like, oh, and then we got to racing. It was phenomenal. It wasn't. It was awful. So we got out to mile 18 and we went to cross an intersection and the police stopped us and let the traffic go through. That's how bad it was going. <laughs> so for perspective now, you know, that was that was a rough start. But even the simplest stuff, like when we got to the race 25 minutes before, and we're like, why are there lines for all the porta potties? What is this? Like, no idea. So we were just super new to all of that. But after that, we're kind of like, there's always in that mindset of there's a lot of things that really went wrong or didn't go well, or we didn't think about, like, we also dressed horribly warm. So we had like fleece pants and it was like 50 degrees. So like that's perfect marathon <laughs> weather. And we had like two layers on, it was horrible mistakes. So after that, there was a half marathon, maybe like a month and a half later. And we were like, Kristen's like, well, what do you think? We're already in shape to do it. And I'm like, well, I guess, like, I guess you're right. And we kind of had that mindset of, I wish things had gone a little smoother. And so we signed up and did a half marathon downtown Chicago. It was like the 13.1, which I think is defunct now. And I remember doing the race and thinking, holy cow, like this is so much more fun. And we got home and we mulched the yard. Like after the <laughs> marathon, which was a disaster, like we couldn't move for days. And so we, we, we kind of looked at each other and like, this was actually a lot of fun. Like I could see doing another one of these. So fast forward and we said, hey, we've never been, we heard there was a race in Las Vegas and we're like, we've never been to Vegas. There's a half there. We're not huge casino people, but like wanted to see like the strip, wanted to see Hoover Dam and just we're like, okay, well, let's go. Let's go to Vegas. Let's see Vegas. Let's do this race. And we did. And we, on the plane, on the way back from Vegas, we looked at each other and said, we should do all 50 states just right there because we had such a really great time seeing a new place, seeing a new city. And you get a different feel for seeing a, a state or a city on foot than you do like kind of driving through or going to an attraction. And so we looked at each other and said, let's just do it. And so right there, we started to literally plan out, let's do all 50 states. And it was a, we had done at that point, one or two half marathons ever. And so it was not like a, we're down the road, we've done a bunch of races, let's, let's add to this at all. It was kind of a crazy goal. We also looked at each other and said, we came up with this idea of what's 50 in 100. So 50 states in 100 hours. So our goal was under two hours for each race. For and each of you. For each of us, yeah. We ran together. We ran almost all of them together. There was a couple, Nashville, unfortunately, Tennessee's on my list. So, uh, I'm but Nashville, I'm like I'm down to Tennessee. Oh. I, it's actually, we'll be back. You have to let me know. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I, we were thinking actually maybe December. I think there's, is it Knoxville? That's where I live, yeah. Yeah, I think that's in December, right? There are half marathons, but the Knoxville half marathon isn't until March. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. I might be mixing them. But we, we did Nashville. And it was right before, it was actually the, the weekend of the, where the Grand Ole Opry flooded. Oh. So it was torrential. So we finished right before everything broke. And we got back and I think we got back to the car and it was just absolutely pouring. 
And then we heard that they were going to shut the highway down. And we're like, well, like we had other plans. We could get out. We think we're going to, to IU for a football game or something. And so we're like, okay, let's just leave early. When we got onto the highway, the left lane was already completely flooded out. And so we got out. What I didn't realize in retrospect was it was probably a horrible day to run. The humidity and dew point were probably through the roof. I don't remember from mile nine to the finish. I was just zoned out. And I'm like, Kristen, just go ahead. So we ran eight or so miles together. And then, you know, she took off. But we ran the vast majority of the states together. And it was just a great way to see different places to see fun stuff, like we went to, you know, we went all over, but like Missouri, we went to the Harley Davidson factory, just stuff that we had never done or thought to do. So we would kind of pick areas that maybe a city that we wanted to go to or something we wanted to do, or, hey, we've heard this is a really cool race. Let's go out and do Crazy Horse in South Dakota. It's supposed to be a great race, absolutely gorgeous area. So we, we kind of put them all together and then we'd always find a local brewery, donuts, like it was as much about the city as it was about the run. And we we really just enjoyed doing it and we did it together and it was fun. And uh, yeah, it's the difference is it wasn't just one of us saying, you know, let's do this, but it was truly kind of an experience we had together before kids. And so that kind of, you know, is you know, we knew we were going to uh, push towards, um, you know, at some point we wanted to have kids. And so we did tackle the whole thing in just under four years, which is probably a little bit aggressive, but it was, it was a ton of fun. It was about one a month ish. Wow. Yeah. And okay. So what happened if you were running one in a torrential downpour, for example, and you end up, I mean, did this happen? You end up being like way over two hours and you're like, oh crap, now I'm going to have to shave 20 minutes off. So the closest, we each had an experience and my closest was in Nashville, but it was, I don't 158, 159 or something like that. And like, I don't even remember how I got across that finish line. Kristen's was actually in Hawaii and Hawaii is a very expensive place to get to. Not one that you can easily kind of go back and repeat if you wanted to. And it was so hot. So we went there in January and we left Chicago. It was like 12 degrees and we get there and it's like 80s, right? It's like, oh, that's great weather for you know being on the beach. It's rough weather to run in. And so we ran probably eight or nine together. And she's like, just go. Like, I'm struggling. Just go. So I actually went ahead and finished and then came back and I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, Kristen, like the goal, we got the goal is two hours, and she's like, I'm dying. I'm like, come on, come on. So like pulling her along. And she she crossed one like 159.50 or something. Oh, and she okay. was just, it was so we, we did end up managing to do it in a, in every state, but there were a couple of close ones. And you know, on the flip side too, we also had some days that went extremely well. So we did three weeks in a row where we were out kind of in the south and the middle. I think we did, I think it was Georgia, Alabama, and I forget the third, but we were in the same general vicinity where we actually flew to each one. Coming out of the recession, everything was way cheaper to travel than it is now, which was kind of nice. But we went out in Birmingham and it was like we had just raced the week before. We went out to found like a brewery, Good People Brewing Company, which is awesome. I love that place. And we had like, a beer and we're like, oh, you know, like this is, we're having a great time. We should, 
probably split like one more beer and like okay and then that turned into like you know we're probably okay like we should probably go but we should probably stick around and have another beer and it was like that is way like we don't do that early before like maybe like one drink the night before a race and we had like two or three and it was not the smartest and then Kristen goes out and PRs so it was one of the and it's not an easy course so I you know it's it's I can't quite explain some of the times where things, you know, you plan as well as you can and that things don't go well and then you don't plan and you make probably the wrong decision and things can still go well. So like, you never know. I think that's like Uh, a wonderful lesson in running in general, just because like, you know, so many of us are so type A and we're like, we want everything to be perfect and we think that's going to equal a perfect race. And that's not the case. And oftentimes things can go completely haywire and then it ends up better than you ever thought. Yeah. It's funny too, because we actually went back and and I'll I'll get into that too, but we went back and and brought the kids to Birmingham this year. And it's just, we have such fond memories of that area because we had such a great time, such an enjoyable race. And it was just, it's so special to share it with the kids. And so I guess the second piece is kind of where we're kind of going now and, and what's happening. So Kayla, when she was in pre-K, so she had to be, I don't know, three or four, she came home from pre-K and she'd gotten a ruler from her teacher and on the back is all 50 states. And she's like, did you know there's 50 states? And I'm like, yeah, like mom and I ran a half marathon in all 50 states before you guys were born. And she looks at me and she goes, well, that's not fair. I'm going to go to all 50 states. So I looked at Kristen and I'm like, what do you think? You want to do another round? And she's like, sure. So right there, again, it's super similar to to in Vegas where we just decided like we're going to do this. Right there, we're like, let's go to all 50 states with the kids. And so I kind of planted the seed a little bit. Like, well, if we're going to go, like, it'd be fun to do a race. And Kristen looks at me and she goes, you want to do a marathon in every state, don't you? And I'm like, well, kind of. And She's like, I'm totally supportive, but I have no desire to run a marathon in all 50 states. Like, you do that. She's done a handful of marathons, and has she's done very well, and she's, she's brought her times, and she's got the control. But for her, like, her sweet spot of what she really enjoys is right around the half. Like, 15 and below, she's very happy with. Pushing it, she's run into more injuries. Just the, the mental hurdle of, of wanting to do those miles isn't always there and so she's like i'm happy for you to go do that we've actually managed a handful of of races now so now we're taking the kids back and we're going to a bunch of the races and the cities and the places not all the same places we've been but taking them to a city so we went to virginia beach last year we had done that race together we ran that half marathon 10 years previously we came back to the city and we actually looked up what we did when we were there together. And we did a bunch of those things with the kids. So like we went to an air museum. We went to, you know, this different part of like a beach together. And we did them with the kids. And it's so cool to kind of have that same type of adventure with the kids. So we go from kind of, you know, traveling all 50 states together to we put this self-inflicted goal of, of trying. Kayla is, she's graduating or finishing third grade today. The goal is by the time she finishes high school to hit all 50 states with the kids and knock on wood if the body holds up the marathons attached to it. So, so that's before 50. Yeah. 
Well, 50-ish. So her graduation date will be right around my birthday. So call it within a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got it. And you have 50 marathons by the time you're 50. Hopefully. 50 states. I'm sure I'll be over because I've yeah, got a couple days. like, yeah, yeah, uh, like Illinois, like Chicago, we've done, I don't even know, eight times or something like that. So it's it's a great race. It's a huge race. It's close. So it's, you know, last year I went and Chris and I were supposed to run Chicago together in 2020. And we haven't run a marathon together since 2012 because she's kind of taking more of a break. I mean, she also had two kids via C-section. So I, the mothers out there are unbelievable for getting back after it and having the motivation after having kids. It's unreal. And it's it's kind of unfair from a, a dad perspective to be complaining about lack of sleep. You know, It's really hard to get up and get in this 15-mile run. I'm so tired. It's like there's, there's yeah, that's it's there's nothing fair about that at all. <laughs> and so to see her kind of have that desire in 2020, it's like, well, let's do it together. And clearly that all got canceled. And then 21, we were still like unsure if it was going to go. It was still a big race and Chicago was still kind of shut down. And so we pushed it to 22 and we ran together and I paced her to her PR. And it was, I had an absolute blast. I had so much fun with her in that marathon and just seeing her succeed and pushing her a little bit. I've run faster marathons. I've, I've run. It just didn't compare. It was kind of like old times, and it was just such a blast to see. And you know, to be 25 miles in and running to the sidelines and high fiving people. Like I just, it was so happy. I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah. So the goal is 50 states. I guess we'll say by 50 by the time Kayla graduates high school. So that's that's where we are right now. Our kids are similar ages. My kids just finished kindergarten and third grade. As yeah. So same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So I just feel, I'm wondering if um, you feel like running has kind of fortified your relationship. Like you and Kristen were so cute in high school <laughs> and yeah, like you guys were just like the cute it's, couple it, it, you and Carla and Adrian are other friends of ours who dated and are still together, dated in high school and are still together. Yeah. But I just feel like there are just so many rooms or so much room for just like strengthening your bond, strengthening your communication, how to figure out like challenges and friction with, with just, you know, what your needs are as far as, okay, I have a long run to do in the morning. Well, she's got to do her long run. You have two little kids, you know, like figuring all that out. Um, has it helped? I guess you're really, yeah, no, for sure. And it's, it's interesting too, because you, you talk about like, you know, the high school. So I'll, I'll go backwards for a quick second. And I played soccer until high school. So it was like, Oh, okay. So you kind of always were a runner. No, I hated running. There was a summer. My dad offered me a dollar for every mile I ran. And I think I'm, I netted like $6 because I hated <laughs> running. I've asked him to, I've asked him to re up that. And he said, no, now, but you know, I never had that passion or desire for running. Kristen was always super athletic. She was, she played tennis and badminton and she ran, but it's funny because, you know, you were, you were very strong in high school. You're still a very strong runner. We didn't have that background though. It was a, we kind of came into it as something to do together. And what we were very lucky with in the pandemic was both the kids were at kinder care and kinder care made the decision right or wrong. Everything's 2020, right? Looking back, but to really put all the teachers on furlough. 
And so a couple of the teachers that were the kids' teachers, we kind of reached out to them. We're like, listen, like, we were working a ton. Would you consider being a nanny? Because we were like, let's keep our circle as small as we can. At that point, nobody knew anything. And so we had one that was like, sure, absolutely. And about two weeks later, she said, hey, another one of the teachers still hasn't found anything. Do you mind if we split days? Like one does three days, one does two days. I'm like, no, that's fine with us. And then we got to a, well, for whoever's doing two days that week, do you want to come on Saturday too? Because again, there was no one was doing anything. And then Kristen and I would go for a long run together on Saturdays. And it was kind of like a built-in babysitter for the weekends. And so we've yeah, really used that. Date. Oh my gosh, it's exactly right. And that's, you know, when people talk about having kind of like date time, like, oh, we're like, oh, we're, we got a babysitter for Friday night. One of the, one of the sitters that we've used the most we actually, we met her, she was, she was scooping ice cream downtown Barrington. And at Baskin Robbins? No, they, there used to be ice cream social like closed, but she's awesome. She made a comment. It's always hard to find somebody that's willing to come in the morning, you know, to do like kind of a morning. And she's like, there's no time too early for me. And I was like, like, you sure about that? Like some of these races. Yeah. I was like, how about early. like 530? And she's like, that's fine. And I'm like, okay. And so we started to, you know, use Elizabeth more. And it was great because it worked really well for us to be able to make sure the kids were taken care of, but we could still kind of get out. And so it's like, you know, the other friends were like, oh, we're going out to dinner tonight. Like we had a sitter. And I'm like, oh, well, like, we went out for a run and then stopped for coffee after. And then like that is the day, right? And yeah. that's an enjoyable time. So it's worked really well, but I think it's all about that balance. And so I think when we've had the ability to get a sitter, it's great because we can can manage that. When we have the ability to kind of do lunch runs together, it's great. Or if we're like, can we take all, you know, a half day on Friday, maybe get 10 in or something together? Great. We do that. But if we both have a race on the calendar, it's kind of tricky and it's okay. So, you know, we have all the kids activities as well. So it's okay. Yeah. Well, what do you have this weekend on your kind of long run and doc? It's like, Oh, well you've got 18. So you pick whichever day works better for you. And I'll just kind of squeeze a run in some other time. So it's that balance though, of making sure that, you know, everybody has their kind of time and space when, when we don't have a sitter, but the sitter oh. has been great though. That, so I mean, lucky. I think you hit on like two super key points of making it work is one, the flexibility of, okay, if, if she's doing her run, it gets priority and you kind of fit, fit yours in and then vice versa. And that's kind of how Jake and I are as well, but it, he usually gets shafted because <laughs> <laughs> like mine takes priority because he's just so lackadaisical. Like, yeah, you know what? I may go run three miles and I'm like, oh, I have 20 miles with a 10 mile pickup. You know, it's very yeah. different. And he's like cool to run in the middle of the day when it's super hot and I get the early morning shifts, but it balances out. And then asking for help. I think that's just so important. And it's like a hard lesson for many of us to learn that it's okay to to hire someone to come watch your kids so you can yeah. get out early. In the early morning shift, I mean, honestly, like it's they kind of get it easy because 
hopefully, you know, your kids are asleep for part of that time. Too. Right. They're, and then they're basically like, it's okay. You know, they're, they're going to eat asleep and they eat and then they're going to like, you know, play around the house. Cause you're usually not getting out the door right away. Right. So it's, it's usually not as big of a deal. And, and actually on that note too, we did something I never would have imagined that we, we would do. So when we started to go back to these 50 States, there was a couple races that, we didn't get to when we were doing our 50 halves. So for example, like grandma's marathon has a really famous half marathon attached to it as well. And it was one of those like, Oh, it would have been great to do that. And so we actually reached out to Elizabeth and said, what do you think about coming out to Minnesota with us for a weekend? And she's like, yeah, I'm sure I'll do it. I'd love to, you know? And it ended up pairing it with another family that we have run with a lot. So he actually just, he ran the marathon, she ran the half, so they ran the halves together, we ran the pull together, and Elizabeth watched all four kids for basically, oh, you know, four and a half hours or whatever it was, where it was like, it was amazing because we all got to experience that kind of race weekend, and she's she's so so easy to travel with that it's it's great, but I would have never pegged in a million years, you know, you hear these stories like, oh yeah, we took a nanny with us on vacation, I'm like, this is, yes, but it just felt like part of the family and it was, it was so easy and it was like, okay, the only like set in stone responsibility was during the race. And after that, she said, if you guys ever go to to Alabama, let me know because she went to school there and she's like, I have a bunch of friends down there and lo and behold, I kind of alluded to this before. So we found out that the Mercedes marathon was doing their final year this year, which we were kind of like, Oh man, like we always wanted to take the kids there. And we're like, this is the final year. Like they're close. The race is done. So I sent her a text and I'm like, Hey, we're going to, we're thinking of going down to Birmingham this weekend. And she's like, okay, I'm in. I was like, do you want any details at all? She's like, no, that's fine. She's like, just let me know when I need to watch the kids. But we got there. We all flew down. She took a day and a half and left for Tuscaloosa with her friends, came back Saturday night, watched the kids Sunday morning, and we flew out. Like that was. Oh, it's so awesome. It was. So we've been lucky with that. But Ooh. it is like asking sometimes because yeah. you never know. What would you say is the biggest? Because it seems like a lot of it has been. Well, first of all, it seems like you and Kristen probably finish your each other sentences a lot. (laughs) Second of all, it seems like a lot of it is like the stars have aligned and it's been very fortuitous. What would you say has been like the biggest challenge in achieving the first goal and making it happen, even just like logistically and around your work schedules. And then now trying to do, you know, all 50 States, a marathon. Yeah. I think if I flip back to, cause we did this, we basically did it from like Oh nine to 2013 when when we did the, the halves and, we were coming out of a recession, so things like airfare were, you know, we could, we flew to Portland, Oregon direct for like 180 bucks. Like wow. you, you can't yeah. do that. And no. Marriott had a deal, like every third night was free. So we used to strategically pick, like mm-hmm. we'd be in a city for two nights, we'd stay in two different Marriott's so that we got two nights instead of, you know, one stay we'd get two and then the next night's free at the next place. So we were super strategic about that. Doing that with kids is, is very difficult. So. I think, you know, as I think about kind of the the hiccups in the road in half, I think we had such a focused goal of at the end of the road, we both knew we wanted to have kids. And so I think that was such a driving, motivating factor. 
I know that Kristen was starting to get physically and mentally burned out from mm-hmm. doing the races and kind of always being up on that edge. So I know that when we were kind of approaching our 50th and we did it in Maine, that it was becoming a little bit more of a mental hurdle of not going through the motions, but okay, like I'm kind of ready for something else. Like I need a break. So I think the fact that, you know, she took a handful of months off and she was pregnant, but she took a handful of months off, I think was really good for her because I think she needed to back away a little bit in order to kind of find that desire again. You know, logistics, we get really good at planning these races and I'm really bad at it now, but we used to have like to a T we would be in a, in a city for a day and a half or two days. And I, we have a full itinerary of everything we were doing every minute. We'd be like, okay, we're going to be at this brewery for an hour and 15 minutes. Then we have a factory tour here. Then we're headed here, you know, to this donut shop, which is 20 minutes away. And then we have the packet pickup and then we have this dinner reservation. We literally plan it all out. It is very hard, as you know, with kids to plan things out to a T, but there's also something liberating now about saying, okay, like here's generally three things we might do in this day and having a general sense for what it is. I do think though, we got lucky with the weather when we did the halves. A difference in a half and a full, as, as you're aware, is you can get by with okay weather in a half and it's not going to make a huge impact on kind of the day and the time okay weather for a full can be a lot more challenging Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of a little tricky i think as as we look at where we are today the kids schedules you know kayla's playing soccer colin's got a couple sports and it it, it's tough to say we're not going to be here for this weekend or so-and-so's birthday party When we did the halves, at the end of the day, we were a little bit selfish and it's the truth. But, you know, when we traveled that much, it would be family would say, oh, hey, we're we're all going to get together. And, you know, mom went and bought corn and we're all going to get together on Sunday. I'm like, well, we're in, I don't know, we're in Atlanta or something like we we were never around. And is that a real example? (laughs) Mom loves corn. It's right about that time of year. She'd go buy a bunch of corn at Gilbert's, you know, you know, put it on. Now, now you're getting me hungry for corn, but, um, but it's that exact, like whatever it was, it was a birthday party for so-and-so yeah. or it was, Hey, you know, we're all going to get together or, you know, we haven't been to dinner with you guys in forever. We're like, well, like, unless you want to fly out somewhere, we're not going to see you. And it was, I'm okay with saying that it was selfish because it was, but we also, had so much time together and so enjoyed spending that time together and, and kind of being on those trips. And so it's tough now because there is a little bit of that friction with the kids too, or even like, okay, we're going to miss a day of school. And it's like, Oh, well, we're doing an art project on Friday though. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and you feel bad, but once you're out of that environment, there's no question in my mind that from kind of a, a cultural, like otherwise perspective, like again, like in Birmingham, we went to the, the Civil Rights Museum. My opinion, they learned a lot more in the Civil Rights yeah. Museum than they would have at whatever the art project was. And you can take that for what it is, but I think that that is a little bit of a challenge that there are so many competing priorities for time. That becomes a challenge. I think this is right or wrong, but kind of been doing a lot of marathons and in some respect to build up to a marathon is hard 
and to come all the way back down and then have to build up again, it's hard. Yeah. But in my head, if I can stay at kind of like at any given point, I can go out and run 18 miles ish, then I'm kind of always sort of in marathon shape. That's kind of what I'm aiming for so that I don't have to get that huge steep, bring everything all the way back up, which, which was last year being off for two months, walking into Chicago with Kristen and saying, listen, like, I have no idea. The first I've run in the last three months is 16 miles once. I have no idea how this is going to go. But I think that, you know, logistically trying to maintain that instead of having to build helps me to try to find that balance. But the competing priorities is definitely the challenge right now, as well as just those four of us. So going to somewhere like Washington, like the prices are just crazy. So it's not just two, it's four. And it's all, you know, everything is a competing priority, right? So, you know, there's finite resources and you have to make decisions and concessions, but I haven't walked back from a trip that we've done with the kids regretting that we did it or that we spent money to do it. It's And they're excited. Uh, the kids are excited are. about it. You don't they ever are. get like pushback like, oh, but I really want to go to Melissa's birthday party or... Maybe a little bit, but once we're there, no, not at all. And we, we try to cater a lot of things too. So like, we'll be like, okay, we're going to go to this, this air museum when we're out in California, or we're going to go to, you know, this kid zone, or they went rock climbing in North Dakota and they loved it, which I was a little surprised because I wasn't quite sure how that was going to go where we got there. And it was basically like free climbing. And I'm like, and they, just, <laughs> they just took to it. And I'm like, okay, that's great. <laughs> So we, we try to make sure there's activities that they're really going to actually enjoy yeah. when we're out there too. So it's not just the race. But Wendy, what surprised me a little bit is that the kids have gotten more into running. And we walk that line. Like, I will never be that parent of, you know, a six-year-old taking their kid to a marathon. Like, not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. that is not safe or smart in my opinion. But 5K? Sure. I mean, I think that's okay. And and Kayla's pushed earlier this year. She's like, could I do a 10K? And I'm like, you're going to be wow. nine this summer. But I, unless, you, unless you become serious and actually start putting in a few miles, like, no, because I don't, I don't want you to just walk up and try to do this. I want you to, if you're going to do it, I want to make sure that you know what you're getting into. But they've done a handful of 5Ks now. So like when we were in Fargo, we ran one. We, they did the Mother's Day 5K in Barrington. And they enjoy it. And That's so, awesome. Yeah. I never had that same experience growing up where, to me, running was a punishment. Like it was like, okay, you know, we're, yeah. we're playing soccer and, and you're screwing around. Go run a, t- run, run a couple laps. That's <laughs> and, why I started running because I played soccer and I would get in trouble for uh, talking all the time. So they just and you're like, why not just I was run? like, well, I guess I'll just start running. My dad wants me to do it anyway. So, <laughs> so funny. Well, that's, I mean, that's just it though. So like Kayla and Colin both, it's like, okay, okay guys, you go run. And they're like, all right, great. And they're like out there just sprinting laps. And I'm like... <laughs> It's not really a punishment when they actually enjoy it. That's awesome. My kid, well, Cal, my son, who is the, he's six, he may be into running, but my daughter tells me on a daily basis how she doesn't like running, but she's very into gymnastics and that's her passion. And she often likes to compare running to gymnastics and how like boring running is and (laughs) non-impressive. And, you know, I'm like, well, that's true. You are doing backflips here in the living room that is pretty impressive 
know. That's actually where Caleb was headed was was gymnastics and then actually COVID just shut it down and then everything closed and the only thing that opened was soccer and so it was like well do you want to try soccer and then she's just been full tilt in soccer and I think she argues that running and soccer are separate and I kind of argue that they're really not like they're kind of one and the same but we'll see. I, it's yeah. I don't know. It's I just never had that kind of same sense growing up that it was something that everyone could do. It just mm-hmm. it felt hard when I tried it, and I was like, I don't want to keep doing this. This this is terrible. And once you find your breathing, and assuming it's not like spring where everything is blooming in the air and I can't breathe at all, it's actually fun, and it's fun to do with the family. So like grabbing Colin's hand and running a 5k with him. He, he he's, he's the sweetest boy. He likes, he prefers to hold my hand while we run. Aww. So, so we're like running a 5k and he's grabbing my hand the whole time. I'm like, oh okay, God. that's fine. But like, that's it's cute. easier if you have your arms. He's like, that's okay. Like, that's he sounds, so. Colin sounds like he'd be friends with my friend, with my son, Cal. Oh, I'm sure. Similar. Oh my God. Well, there's a house for sale down the street. So, you know, if you guys. <laughs> I become such a wimp with cold weather. Could not oh, do it. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Cannot yeah. handle it. I've, I've, oh, I South it. has spoiled me. Well, Mike, it's been so fun to catch up with you. Yeah, and, as well. Um, as you know, I was away in Las Vegas with our friends from high school, and they all say hi. I told them that I was going to be talking with you. So, yeah, so this is really fun. And what's next? What's the next marathon? Let me think. What month is it? (laughs) Well, it's June 1st that we're recording this. So we're uh, we're going to Washington in the end of July. I actually realized this yesterday. I've never done a marathon in July or August. I've hit every other month, and it's just by happenstance. So we're going out to Washington State. It's called Jack and Jill. I guess it's in decommissioned rail line, which I don't know a ton about it, but a couple of friends had, had run there and said it was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I and bet. so it's a unique race, though. There's a couple. They used to do it in Asheville, North Carolina, where they do a half one day, a full the next. So on different days. Mm-hmm. And and that's probably one thing I should have thrown out there, too. Like Disney does that, too. So they do yeah. a half on Saturday, a full on Sunday. So they're doing, we did it in Texas. There's a double there, horrible road conditions, but, but there's a double there too. So like I did a full, Chris did a half. So we're doing that. I'm doing the half on Saturday and Chris is doing the full, uh, I'm doing the full on Saturday. She's doing the half on Sunday. Oh, in, fun. Uh, That's great. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I was just yeah. reading. I have one of the athletes I coach is all about the Disney races and she's doing two of those, the Dopey and the Dumbo, where it's like, you know, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon. And then she's turning around and doing like the Dumbo, which is a 10K and then a half marathon or something like that. So having done the marathon in Disney, the one piece that I would say is you have to get there so early. I crossed the start line at at 4.57 a.m., the start line. And it took, you have to shuttle there. You can't take a, I don't think you can take a car. We, we could, we had to shuttle. And we're on the shuttle at 2.30 in the morning. So the physical aspect of 5K, 10K, half full is doable with training and everything else. But the sleep, like you're in bed at seven o'clock. So it's a weird dynamic. I think that's probably the trickiest thing I would say is, the sleep you're gonna have to be ready and willing to get to bed 
early and it can get, I mean, Florida, I mean, it can get pretty hot. So that pool is going to be. Yeah. Hot. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely hardcore. Like people that don't know about it, like, Oh, Disney races. That's fun. You run with a tutu and it's like, no, it's hardcore. Like yeah. sleep deprivation. Yeah. Well, anyway, one last question. So what would you say is like your one tip to anybody who's listening, who is, thinking of a goal, but they're, you know, it's, it's big and audacious, like we're talking about, and they're, they're scared. How would you give them a pep talk? Yeah. And I think it's actually, you've done it. And, and I think once we did it, it becomes easier and that's telling other people and it's not keeping this to yourself. It's saying this is going to be hard and I'm not totally sure I can do this, but when you put it out there and it, it, it can be challenging to put out there, you would be amazed at the support you can get for it. So whether it's something like qualifying for Boston or the Olympics or, you know, doing your first half marathon, whatever it is, put it out there, put yourself out there. You're going to be vulnerable, but you're also going to get a ton of support. The community of runners that surrounds us is incredibly supportive. And and yes, there there's people on both sides of the spectrum where, you know, you might brush up against somebody that's you know having a bad day. But by and large, people are really there to support you. So I just encourage people to to kind of look at it in that light and say, put yourself out there, find resources, find people that are going to support you. And uh, I think you'd be surprised how many people will kind of be, be in your corner to, to help you along the way. Oh, that's such great advice. That That is wonderful. Because, yeah, you don't realize like how much just – I mean, you said such meaningful things to me after my last marathon. Um, and it just, it just, it really pumps you up even from strangers on social media who reach out to you and they share their experience or they share, you know, why they believe in you. And it just, it really does make a big difference and keep you motivated and like hungry and just believing in yourself because I don't know about you, but oftentimes I don't. And just having that outside (laughs) perspective of someone who's telling you that you can just really makes a big difference in shifting your mind. Yeah, I mean, the only other piece that I would say is is to smile, and that's the truth. Because it, yeah, there's scientific evidence that if mm-hmm. you smile, it's easier. But it's it's not that. It's remember, like you're out there to have fun, and yeah. yes, you can push yourself, but there is something just liberating about actually being in the moment and enjoying what you're doing. Because I think when it comes to running, you know, I'm out there because I'm not getting paid to run. I'm getting out there because I enjoy it, and mm-hmm. so having that thought in my head of, you know, this might be hard or I might be struggling, but you know what? I'm out here because I want to be. And, you know, keeping that positive attitude is, is huge, at least for me. Oh, so true. So true. I love that. It's a great reminder that, yeah, we tend to, you know, we can take it seriously, but we should never take ourselves too seriously. And, and the <laughs> exactly. whole point is that we should be having fun. So, well, thank you so much for your time. Happy yeah. early birthday and Thanks. best of luck as you train this summer. I appreciate it. I'll let you know if we end up coming down to, to Tennessee this uh, yes, this winter. Yes, please do. You must. I'll be very I upset will. if you I don't. Will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take care, Whitney. Thank you, Mike, and thank you all for listening to The Passionate Runner. You can find your full show notes for each episode, which includes a summary, key takeaways, quotes, and any of the resources we mentioned at runnerclick.com slash podcast. We would love it if you follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so that it's easier to find us if you're enjoying the content and getting value from the episodes. We'd also love it if you leave a 
rating and review. We'll be sure to read these out on future episodes. Talk to you next time.